Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's fe- Sunday, February the 10th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. In this episode, we're going to talk about Astros news, and then we're going to dive into the inbox. That's the one where I answer people's questions. They're not geared for me, but I think it's kind of fun to answer them. And, uh, but first, before we do this, we're going to go over some MLB news. Uh, Francisco Lindor, he's out seven to nine weeks for a right calf strain. Madison Bumgarner kind of made the news a little bit. Uh, The Giants were considering doing that opener role, the one that the Rays use. And I was unaware that Oakland did it, but the Rays bring a opener in, like a relief pitcher to come in and pitch one inning. And then the starter comes in and pitches six. Bumgarner said, if you do that on my day, I will walk out of the stadium. They asked uh, Bruce Bochy about this, if uh, Bumgarner was immune to the opener rule or the opener strategy. And he nodded his head and said he would probably pinch hit for him first. And as you all know, Bumgarner is a very good hitter, so you kind of understand what he means by that. So another thing I was talking about before was the rule changes. Uh, one thing I've already mentioned is that they wanted to change the minimum number of uh, batters that a pitcher had to face when he came in to speed the game up. Uh, I've also talked about the universal DH. I'm against it. I guess if they end up doing it, I'll be okay with it because it'll just be the way the game is. But like I've said before, I think it's cool that there's a difference in the leagues. Uh, I think it's cool when the Astros go on the road and our Uh, pitchers have to hit and I think it adds some excitement that the two teams have to play a different type of baseball than they're used to in the World Series so I think it's just I don't know I I think they should leave it alone so some of the other rule changes I read about are uh, more geared toward picking up the offense and kind of like the universal DH they were talking about lowering the mound to, to take away a little advantage of the pitchers. And they're also talking about moving it back. Uh, the mound has been the same size. It's been the same distance forever. I think that's stupid to try to move it. Like I said before, I don't think there's anything wrong with the game. They also talked about changing the strike zone from below the knees to above the knees. Uh, but anyway, I I think these things are about two years away from seriously being considered. 
but I think I don't like any of them, and I don't want to change anything in the game. Uh, I think the the time of the game is fine. I know there's times where I'm watching games at night and I have to wake up early in the morning, and I kind of wish they would go a little faster. But I've never been at the game live and sat there wishing that the game would speed up. I mean, you pay a hundred bucks for a seat, hundred dollars for whoever's with you, your wife or one of your kids. I mean, you don't want a $200 ball game plus, maybe even more than that, plus you eat and parking and all that. You don't want the game to go by in two hours. It's not long enough. You want to enjoy it. I never get bored at the games. It's fun, and I'm never I'm never bored, and I never, I never sit there and think, man, I wish the game would go quicker. So Harper, Machado, still free agents. Harper's been linked to the Giants for the last three days. I still think he's going to go to Philly, but going to San Francisco would be pretty awesome and pretty tempting. And if he signs a long contract, I know they're not going to win this year, but uh, that's something they could build around. So it's a possibility, but I think Philly's the one that's ready to spend stupid money like they've claimed before. Manny Machado's been apparently offered $250 million from the Yankees. The White Sox offered him even more. And the rumor is these are seven- to eight-year contracts, so they're not getting the 10- to 12-year contracts they wanted. Although, if you remember, the Nats uh, offered Harper 10, 10 years, $300 million, so they have been offered it. So anyway, spring training in four days. Baseball's coming, folks. Get ready. Um, I can't wait to be able to talk about baseball, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Looking forward to the season. I think the Astros are going to be pretty good. So anyway, let's get to all the Astros stuff right after this. All right, so now let's talk about some Astros news. The first story I want to talk about was... The 10 biggest bargains in the top 100 prospect list. This is based on signing bonuses. So Josh James signed for $15,000. He was a 34th round pick. He had a slow start to his career. He improved his conditioning and he fixed his sleep apnea. I remember when they called him up, they talked about how he didn't even realize that he had sleep apnea and that he always felt tired. But uh, once he figured out he had it, it just turned things around. Uh, Last season in Fresno, 171 strikeouts in 114 innings. That led him to get called up to the Astros, where he struck out 29 in 23 innings. He also earned a spot on the postseason roster. So a good season for Josh James last year. I project Josh James to be the fifth starter in the rotation and a potential Rookie of the Year candidate. Second story, why isn't there a big buzz about Michael Brantley? It says here that he's not Harper or Machado, and in 2016 and 17, he only played 100 games, so people kind of forgot about him. So the Astros signed him two years, $32 million, and it didn't generate a big buzz. So I've already reported 309 batting average, 17 homers, 76 RBIs. Uh, I was loving that. A full-time left-hand, I mean, full-time left fielder. No need to have Marisnik anymore. 
and he had a 309 batting average, second highest batting average on the team. So you look at our lineup. I know a lot of Astro fans were wondering why the Astros didn't make a big splash in free agency, and Luno said the other day that people are overlooking Brantley. So let's look at this lineup. You got Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Brantley, and Yuli Gurriel. So first thing that jumps out to me, Yuli Gurriel is a 285, 291 hitter, 85 RBIs last season, and he's batting sixth. Go look at other teams' lineups and see if they have someone as good as Yuli Gurriel batting sixth. You've got Brantley batting fifth with that 300 batting average. Uh, Correa, cleanup hitter if he's healthy. You're looking at maybe 40 home runs and 100 RBIs. You've got Alex Bregman, potential MVP. Altuve, potential MVP. And George Springer laden things off. I mean, the Astros are tough. The Astros are going to be good. And I've said before, they didn't make a big splash in free agency because they didn't have to. That's how good they are. So 7-9, through nine, you've got probably Tyler White, Reddick, and Chirinos. So we'll see how that goes. But the Astros are deep. Uh, hopefully Michael Brantley stays healthy. And uh, the Astros fans, including myself, will give him a little bit more respect. So the top 10 right now. They've been doing all the top 10 lists. They're finally done. They did the shortstops and relief pitchers last night. Uh, Kimbrell was the number one overall relief pitcher. No Astro made the list. I kind of thought that uh, Presley would make it, but I guess they didn't base it solely on last year. It was two years. But Carlos Correa, number six shortstop in Major League Baseball, so that's pretty good. Uh, just... Uh, what do you call it? I'll just re go over it again. The past results. Uh, Yuli Gurriel did not make the list for first base. Verlander was number five starting pitcher. Uh, Brantley didn't make it. Springer was number five center fielder. Reddick didn't make it. Chirinos didn't make it. Altuve, number one at second base. Alex Bregman, number five. So going back to the list, when I said you have the top the uh, first six in the batting order. Look at our top four. You've got Springer leading off, number five center fielder in all of baseball. Then you got Altuve, number one second baseman in baseball. Then you go, you have to face the number five third baseman in baseball, and then the number six shortstop. So we are stacked. The Astros, the Astros are going to win. They're going to do good. All right, so... There was another story. The biggest questions for each team and for the Astros. Uh, question one, who is going to be the fifth starter? Uh, James, Valdez, or Peacock? I say Josh James, but it's not written in stone yet. And I'm okay with James being in the bullpen also. I've said that before. It said, who will be the DH? Uh, they say Tyler White. They fell short on Nelson Cruz. Is Tyler White really someone that the Astros can rely on to DH for 130 games, or will they need to upgrade? Um, it looks like Tyler White's going to be the DH, in my mind also. Uh, if he struggles, maybe they call Tucker Kyle Tucker up. 
Uh, number, the next question, who is going to get an extension? So as you know, the Astros are a young team and uh, they have a lot of good players and I just mentioned them all. So it says here you have these uh, top-end talent. It gets expensive to keep them all. So who do they sign? Verlander and Cole, they're free agents after this season. I say no. Possibility of Verlander, but I say no. Uh, Springer and Reddick, after that, they got to look at getting one of these guys or both of them signed. I say Reddick will not be an Astro when his contract is up, but I believe they will do whatever they can do to get Springer to stay. After those two guys, you got Correa and Bregman. I believe they will do whatever they can do to keep Bregman. And Correa will all depend on his production from now on. If he can stay healthy, if he produces like he should. But he's one of the best shortstops, so you got to keep him. And I've always thought that Correa is going to want so much money. And for some reason, just something about him, I think that he's going to want to go play for the Yankees. I don't know why I've always thought that and felt that, but I don't see him keeping them. But you never know. People love, uh, they get used to living where they live. They're there five or six years. If the Astros pay him, he'll stay. So what I think is you have to keep Springer and Bregman, and Springer and Bregman for sure. Bregman, number one on the list. They've already got Altuve signed, I believe, for five more years. So you have to keep these guys together, all four of them. And the reasons I say that, I've probably said this before, but you have all those young pitchers. You have Forrest Whitley, Bukakis, Martin, Josh James, Valdez, Brady Rogers. You have all these guys that you you have some really good pitchers coming up. And then as far as outfielders, you have Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, Miles Straw, uh, Ronnie Dawson. There's a lot of good young outfielders. There's a lot of good young pitchers coming up. So the core of our team are those four guys. And I say do whatever it takes to keep them all. But just think about it. If they all get $25, 30000000 that is a lot of money to wrap up with four guys. So we'll see what happens. You never know. So anyway, now... We're going to go to the next segment, which is one of my favorite things to do, and that is the inbox. All right, so now let's get to the inbox. This is where uh, people write in to Brian McTaggart and ask him questions, and I try to answer them and uh, compare my answers to his. So the first question... I don't think the addition of Wade Miley was needed as much as another bat, especially at DH. Goldschmidt and Cruz would have been a good choice, but they are unavailable. And there are a lot of questions concerning the Astro stars from last year, Altuve, Bregman, and Correa coming off injuries, and they might not be as effective as we want them to be. They need a big bopper. What is your take? Okay, I think Wade Miley was a good pick. I think he's a good uh, signing. And one reason I've always felt this way is because I think it makes our bullpen better. 
I do think he'll do, if he pitched like he did last year, no drop-off at all from having Dallas Keuchel. Also, by him being in the rotation, that takes one of the good pitchers that we were going to start that can go in the bullpen. So he makes the bullpen better by being a starter. Uh, Goldschmidt, I wanted him to get him, but it was more of a trade, and it was only a one-year deal. I did say they should have went all in and got him since uh, Cole and uh, Verlander only have this one year left. Uh, Nelson Cruz was out there. I wanted him to get him, but they didn't. Uh, And the Astro Stars, Altuve, knee injury, surgery right after the season. I think he'll be good to go. He was already running fast with the injury, so I think he's going to be good. Alex Bregman, he's on social media saying he's ready to play. Carlos Correa, he also says he's 100%. His back feels great. I think he said it feels as good as it's felt in a long time. So I think they're all going to be good to go. Do we need a big bopper? Uh, Yes, we did, but we didn't get one. Uh, But in the last story I talked about, Michael Brantley, we're not talking about the impact that he's going to make. So anyway, the Cardinals sent a big package to D-backs for Goldschmidt, including top prospects. That's probably why the Astros didn't want to do it. Uh, They did make an offer for Cruz, but he chose the Twins. Miley was a reasonably cheap addition, $4.5 million. He deepens the rotation. Uh, If it doesn't work out, the Astros will just give a spot to a younger pitcher. Is what they were going to do anyway if they didn't sign him. As far as the offense goes, you're underestimating Michael Brantley. He's a great fit in the lineup because of his ability to put the ball on the bat. All-star caliber player. He will impact the lineup greatly. Altuve, Bregman, and Correa coming off injuries, but they're all young, and I'll be willing to bet they will all perform at high levels. What do you think the chances are that Forrest Whitley and Kyle Tucker both make the big league roster out of spring training? Zero. Zero chance at all. Small chance Kyle Tucker will make it. Very small. And no chance at all Whitley will make it. Uh, He says that... uh, The Astros made it clear Whitley will start the season in AAA. The candidates for the fifth spot are Josh James, Valdez, and Peacock. Uh, Whitley will be in Major League Camp, so he will benefit from that. Um, He's going to, I don't know, it says he's going to go to AAA. Tucker is fighting for a spot in a crowded outfield that includes Brantley, Springer, and Reddick, as well as Marisnik and Kemp. I don't see him making the club as a reserve. So barring injury, he'll go to AAA. And if he performs well enough, he'll force the Astros to make a spot for him on the big club. So I guess Kyle Kyle Tucker's already been called up, so the clock's ticking on him. But like I said, they have to figure out what they're going to do with these guys that are out of options. So the Astros got some decisions to make. And if Kyle Tucker gets called up, that's two decisions they're going to have to make. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Um, This next one says, in terms of OBA and WRC+, not sure what those are, the worst hitters in 2008 from best to worst were Stassi, Reddick, Gaddis, Marisnik, McCann, Maldonado, and J.D. Davis. Four of those are gone. But Stassi, Reddick, and Marisnik are probably here. 
with that preface. What are the Astros' biggest weakness? Is the catcher or Robinson Trinos good enough? Is it right field? If so, does that matter? Or will Reddick play because he's one of the highest paid players? Or is it first base, as some of the national writers suggest? Uh, first of all, it's definitely not first base. Uh, Yuli Gurriel is awesome, and it's not first base. It, I don't care if he makes the top 10 or not. Uh, no, no way is it first base. So my opinion, you asked me, what's the weaknesses? DH and catcher. Uh, they're, they got Chirinos. They're not going to make any changes. The Astros can win with Chirinos at catcher. Uh, so it's catcher. DH, and right field. So this guy is right. These are the three. Uh, Reddick is very good at defense, and that's part of the game. I know he hits about 240, 250. He's not a huge offensive weapon, but, you know, he's at the bottom of the lineup. He doesn't have to produce like that, but, you know, we all hope he does. It does I did read a story that he was uh, improving his swing, he did get married recently in the off season, and he's been off on uh, his honeymoon. So we'll see how focused he is coming back. But yeah, I would say it's catcher, DH, right field in that order. So he says catcher and DH are the biggest weaknesses. Though there's enough versatility on the club, they can rotate someone out of the in and out of the DH spot to at least get the major league average. Uh, Reddick needs a bounce back season at the plate in 2019. Uh, Tucker is knocking on the door. So apparently this guy knows a lot more than I do because he gets to talk to the actual team. But Tucker's knocking on the door to be the future right fielder. But I mean, to me, as long as Reddick is under contract, he's going to be the right fielder. But I guess if he struggles, maybe they can make a trade for him and bring, uh, Tucker up. So that is a possibility. So look out for that this year. He says Chirinos has some pop and he should benefit from the deep lineup and our ballpark. And he said there's certainly room for an upgrade at catcher. And Yuli Gurriel is the starter at first. He hit 291, 13 homers, and 85 RBIs. He has a gold glove caliber at first base. He's not Paul Goldschmidt, but he's good enough. Uh, He's awesome, dude. You're underestimating him. I, I mean, I don't know. If you know me, I love Yuli Gurriel. Next question. Jake Marisnik is one of the best defensive players in the game, but the offense is never quite there. And last season, he bounced around the big club and Triple H. Is this going to be his last chance to prove he can become offensively reliable? Or do the Astros strictly value him as the late-game defensive replace role, and are they willing to use up a roster spot for that? So another way to rephrase this question is, will the Astros, are they willing to use a roster spot for the Cupid Shuffle? Because that's all the guy's good for. And I say, with the options, Tyler White, Tony Kent, out of options, they're not going to do this. They could, they could do it, but if they do it, they're going to have to make some trades or let these guys go. So that's something 
that we'll see. I mean, it could happen. I say no. I wouldn't do it, but you never know. These guys love Jake Marisnik. So he says they've shown in the past they're willing to keep Marisnik on the roster for defense, and it's easy to understand why. That being said, he can't strike out on a third of his plate appearances. I didn't know he did that. Uh, he was sent. That's why he was sent to AAA last year. Marisnik out of options, which means that could be his make-or-break season. So they're, they've got some decisions to make, and hopefully they just get rid of them. Uh, this guy, why are the Astros so stingy with salary, salary arbitrations? That's hard to say. Our free agents are too good to lose. First of all, salary arbitration and free agents, two different things. Um, I don't know why he posted this question because obviously you have to correct the guy that's answering it. And uh, I don't know. But anyway, we know that's not the same thing. Arbitration, they want $10 million, You want to pay him 8 And if you can't decide between you, you got to go to arbitration and the lawyer will let you know. But no matter what happens, these guys aren't going anywhere. They're not free agents. Uh, Carlos Correa just won his. And uh, I think there's some more left to go. But anyway, every team goes through arbitration process to save money. Arbitration eligible players are not free agents. The dollar amount between the team offers and what the player wants seems small, but you're talking about millions of dollars and it adds up. They've lost a handful of arbitration cases in the last few years, including Correa this year. And they have a big one next week with Cole. Garrett Cole asking for $13 million. Astros offered 11. So that's 2 million right there. So if you have five guys in one year, that's 10 million bucks if they all have a 2 million dollar difference. But, you know, money's money. It sounds, you know, when you talk about how much money these guys make, 2 million dollars seems like nothing, but it's a lot of money. Uh next question, what happened to Derek Fisher? He sucks. He has gone from untouchable to no longer part of the discussion. Of I mean, he's he can't hit. He's no good. He's fast. That's all he has is speed. Uh, Fisher still here, and he will be in the big league camp again. A lot of talk about Fisher a year ago, but I don't think he was ever an untouchable. They nearly sent him to the Phillies a, years, uh, a few years ago in the Ken Giles deal. Uh, Fisher stock has fallen some. I think his stock has fallen completely out. He no longer appears on the prospect list at age 25. He still has some valuable tools with speed and power. Uh, with Tucker and fellow prospect Jordan Alvarez knocking on the door of an already full outfield, making the big league roster will be tough for Fisher. He's, he's not going to make it. No way. Uh, which Astro will have a breakout season this year? Uh, this is a tough question. Uh is there anyone left to make a breakout? You've got the, all the starters in the outfield, all the infield, uh, McHugh, JV, Cole, Miley, um, Josh James, maybe a couple of relief pitchers, and that's it. I mean, everyone else has already made their splashes, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure who the who uh, the young, new relief pitchers are going to be. So I say 
Josh James. Unless what he did last year counted as a splash. But I go with Josh James. His pick is Tyler White. I think Tyler White already made a splash. Tyler White did so good last year, he took Evan Gaddis's job. He got Evan Gaddis benched. He got Evan Gaddis pretty much kicked off the team because they didn't re-sign him. He already made a splash. So anyway, this is a big year for him. He's out of options. We already talked about that. He, But he's clearly outperformed, outperformed the AAA level the last couple of years. Coming off a season, which he posted 888 OPS in 66 games. Considering there are still at-bats to be had at DH, he's going to have his best chance to establish himself. He's, but he's clearly outperformed the AAA level. So I guess what he's saying is Tyler White has already played better than a AAA guy? I don't know. But anyway, I think Tyler White's already made his splash, so I disagree with this. I'm go with Josh James. So anyway, that is the inbox, and that is this episode. I'd like to thank everyone out there for listening. Enjoy your Sunday, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.